It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Pony gon' recognize, still, still, I reckon I will Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky, I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky Radio show, home of WMMG, home of the KIRP radio show. And uh, 
It's July 8th, folks, 2012. Y'all know how we do it, man. Every Sunday, same time, same place. You know, we get it popping. You know, nonstop, the show must go on. Right now, I am in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina, or at Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and I'm doing my thing. Anniversary coming up here next week on the 10th. Happy anniversary to me and my wifey. You know how we do our things, man, celebrating like 13 years together. So it's a beautiful thing. You know, relationships are always B.I.G. You got to love relationships. You got to love positive vibes. You should love positive things. And if you don't, you know, you got something sad to say about that or something negative to say about that, uh, kick rocks. Anyway, we up in here, baby. Welcome, everybody, all you newcomers, man. I really appreciate you guys for rocking with us. I appreciate you for holding us down. Uh, all the newcomers that are on the Twitter pages, thanks for all the love that you give us on there. I've seen a lot of love as of late, uh, and, and I really appreciate it, man. I'm paying attention. We're, we're getting better at Twitter. Um, I like to be hands-on, so a lot of the tweets I do myself. Uh, occasionally, John will step in, Taliban, you know, my, my, my crew at KRP Radio, Nikki, and also um, a few others. Um, so, you know, that's what we do, man. Also, got to give love to all the folks out there who check us out on the Facebook page. You know, B.I.G. to you guys. You guys show a lot of love. All the conversations are very interactive. Everything that we talk about is serious. It's serious business. It's not just some crap. You know what I'm saying? We do, we don't get on there talking about nonsense. I mean, you know, we joke, we laugh, we have a good time. But for the most part, uh, when we get together and we start talking about a topic or something that's going on around the nation, uh, it's serious business because people really want to know uh, a lot of people think they know without reading anything just off their own intuition. They feel like uh, anything that comes on the news, they can look at it, analyze it, and they can tell you exactly what it is without holding no truth or knowing any truth about it. And that's okay, man. You know, I don't, I don't, I would say I don't mind debating that, but hey, you got the right of free speech to debate and talk about what you want to talk about. So I don't knock you guys for that. But anyway, thanks for the love you guys showed me, man. And, you know, B.I.G. shout-out to everybody out there who's doing their thing. I uh, really appreciate you guys, all, all the support you do, all the support that you do and all the support that you give us. Also got to give a special shout-out to the folks over there. Oh, that's us, man. That's me and my partner, Rashad Wood, who's going to be on here shortly. Uh, you know, I love being a black father. You guys know that's our organization. We're doing big things. Uh, hey, we're trying to redefine how you all see black fathers or minority fathers, if you will, uh, in the light of the community or representing in the world. You know, it, there's a bad rap. Black fathers have a bad rap. We, we know what it is. You know, you guys see it. We hear it. Uh, it's always on the news and uh, every TV show, and Tyler Perry made a living off of it, and, you know, a whole lot of other people made a living off, you know, uh, uh, the broken-down black family. And, uh, you know, I won't say that they're wrong because, you know, the minority families, black families, we got a long way to go. You know, it's been, uh, uh, if you if you really know your history, uh, it's been a point of certain individuals in this world to actually break down uh, the black family, the family structure, uh, but first and foremost the black family, but definitely uh, wanting to break up the family structure and to take the male out of the household of any Household. Some people have set out to do this thing uh, from the day that they were born to the day that they die and after. You know, this is what we're really facing, folks. This is what a lot of people don't know because they don't care to read any history. They don't pay any attention. But it is what it is, man. You know, you be ignorant by yourself 
on this show, we talk about the facts. On this show, we really get out there. And on this show, we share with each other. And, you know, we, we talk about what's really going on. So, B.I.G., shout out to all you followers out there, all you listeners out there, everybody on all social media. And also to the people at com. You guys show us a lot of love. Let me get these call letters out of the way, and then I'm going to bring my co-host on the show. I know my man Ella's like, yo, what's up with Pete, man? I mean, you know, he ain't brought me on the show yet. I mean, trying to trying to steal all the shine. But uh, 619-638-8559 is the number for all you folks out there that are listening online and uh, you care to talk about this topic that we have on tonight or you, you care to discuss it with us or share something in your life or something that you know about. 619-638-8559 is the number. you got to hit number one, folks, and we'll get to you. If not, we'll just let you guys rock. You can listen to the show. We have no problem. We won't bother you. There's a lot, a lot of people listening on the queue, on the phone queue, and I appreciate however you're listening, whether it's iTunes, online, or I don't care what it is. You can be listening with a, a can and a string on the end of it, like my man Alexander Graham Bell was was doing his thing with the you know phone. Anyway. You can even be on an old-school Verizon flip phone. You could even be on a $5, a dollar a day singular phone. Y'all remember those, the dollar a day? Y'all remember that? Oh, it's just me. I'm the only broke person. Uh, anyway, but uh, that's the number, 619-638-8559. Hit number one if you got a comment. If you're online and you're on the website, which is com, you can also catch us and leave a comment on the Twitter page. Or the Facebook page. The Facebook is facebook.com backslash KIRP radio show. The Twitter is twitter.com slash or at symbol KIRP radio show. On iTunes, it's the same thing, baby, but you got to Google three words. I'm sorry, you got to search three words, which is KIRP radio and show. We're on iTunes podcast. We're doing big things on there, man. I'm seeing a lot of listeners, a lot of followers on there, a lot of archive listens, and I appreciate you people that catch the show later. You know, B.I.G., much love to you guys. But right now, without further ado, let me bring on my man, my co-host, Ella Thomas. Ella, how are you, sir? Haji, good evening. How you doing? Hey, man, I'm lovely down here in Myrtle Beach. I'm looking out this big window. I didn't get accommodated. You know, nobody accommodated me because we were doing the show this time like the Luxor did in Vegas. B.I.G., shout out to the Luxor Hotel and Casino. But I'm here, man. I'm here. Having a good time. Feeling good. I, I know that's right. Well, when I talked to you earlier, I knew that you're going to be out and about enjoying yourself, your family. Happy anniversary to you, my good man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. The Millers, appreciate I, that. The House of Milliotis. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm a proponent of family staying together, and I think it's really important. And this topic tonight. It's one that, you know, it's near and dear because there's a lot of individuals, especially African-American men who get a bad rap for being, like for a better word, deadbeat fathers. And I thank you for stepping up to the plate and to be an example of what does a family man look like who has a lot going on, who is a father, who is a husband, but yet still moving forward courageously. And I think that's just incredibly powerful. So I have a question for you, Pudgy, since we're going sure. to discuss that real quick, my good man. Yeah, what you got? This is, this is my question. Um so what separates you as a person who actually has been married, I believe you said, for 13 years? No, not married for um, 13. We've been together for 13. We've been married okay. for five, I think, five or six. I'm sorry, I can't keep up no more. <laughs> okay. So tell me this. Before we get into the show, what separates you as an African-American man who actually taking care of 
his kids versus someone who may not? What do you think is the key factor in that equation? I give a damn. That's that's the major. Listen, these are my man. These are my kids, man. These are extensions of me and also their mother. But first and foremost, I don't put it off on their mom. These are my children. I care every inch about everything that they do, believe, feel, act, everything, man. These, these, this, this is my everything. My children is my drive, my inspiration for living, my drive for living correct and doing the things that I need to do. I'm in love with my kids, and I will be for the rest of my life until the day that I die and beyond. I hope to leave a legacy for them. That's absolutely powerful. I, I myself am not a father. However, I did raise two brothers, and it, it just bothers me that there are individuals who want to be um, better fathers, but yet it seems as if they actually have an angst against the the baby's mother, or should I say the, the mother of the children, which unfortunately the kids are adversely impacted, and I just don't understand that, that, you know what, whatever your relationship was with the young lady and even vice versa, it's not a result of the kid's fault. That was a decision that you two have made to actually these individuals in the world. Therefore, you should be responsible enough to ensure that your seeds are going to grow in the right way. You know, man, there's a, there's a lot of people who are here just just humping and humping. You know, we're going to get on that in a second, man. Let, let's bring on our, let's bring on our our special guest for the night, none other than my man Rashad Woods, entrepreneur, working man, loving husband. This man is all over the place, philanthropist, if you ask me. What's up, Rashad? How you, brother? Going on, buddy. How you doing, man? Lovely, man. I'm, I'm feeling real good right now. I hope you are. Yeah, I'm doing good. How you doing, Ella? Rashad, good. Well, King, how you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. Feeling real blessed on this good Sunday um, evening. Listen, man, we're gonna we're gonna get on into the show, but just for one second, we got to go to Charlotte, and Charlotte's gonna represent. I'm not gonna go to a commercial right now. This is a one-hour special for all the folks who don't know, and uh, we're gonna do another show during the week, and uh, you know we'll get the commercial plays out there, and we'll talk about some other things. Um, let's go to Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, how are you? Hey, doing good. How are you? You know, life is grand. Life is beautiful. Sounds like it's here at the beach. Yeah, man, it's it's lovely. I got my tan on. Y'all know I'm two shades darker than chocolate, but I got my tan on. I'm feeling good right now. That's too funny. Charlotte, I hope you got some good stuff for us this week. Yeah, you know, um, with vacation, speaking of vacation, which you're on right now, um, I just kind of thought that I would – share just a little bit about how to save some extra money so you can have a little bit extra to spend while you're on your vacation. Well, you know what? I got my pen and my pad right here, and uh, we're going to let you take over the floor so we can get down to business. Awesome. All right. So um, I'm sure many of you are planning a trip or you've already been on one. So a lot of times people like to pay for vacations with credit or whatever, and you guys know that I'm so against that, if you can do without. So um, we're let's just try to think about ways that you can save, um, you know, here and there to kind of pay for your trip in cash or to have extra spending money. So, um, like, you know, my family and I are going um, to be going actually on two vacations. Mm-hmm. So to, with each side of our family, I guess you could say. So I'm, we're going with my mom and my stepdad and my kids and stuff. 
Um, the week after next. So we're actually going to be splitting the trip. So there's one way that you can um, try to save a little extra money is is take several families. So if you've got, like, you know, brothers and sisters and they're married and they have kids and you can all rent a house and split the cost, that's a great way to minimize your out-of-pocket cost. Um, you know, when you think about renting a house, sometimes that sounds like an extravagant amount of money, but if you do a little research, then you can find, um, you know, really good deals. So we're going to be able to, you know, pay in cash because we've saved our money throughout this time before so that we can, um, you know, pay for the trip. My biggest thing, and I always say this, is, you know, yeah, vacation is fun, but do you really want to go and then come back and be paying for that vacation for months afterwards? No, probably not. So, um, you know, if you can, try to do some research and find the best deals. Um, so we'll be going again with our other side, my husband's side of the family, at the 1st of August. So with them, we searched around for a house because we have, like, a large family. His brother has kids and you know, we have kids and then his parents. So we did research and found a house for half of the price of many of the other houses that were the same size. So by doing some research, we were able to find a better deal. So not only did we find a better deal, but we also were able to negotiate down a better price because we were able to pay up front. So instead of, you know, paying for the condo or the house or whatever it might be, you know, the day or the week before you're supposed to go, if you can go ahead and pay the day that you book, a lot of times they're willing to, you know, knock off the price a little bit. So um, with that being said, I would recommend trying to look on places like Craigslist or forrentbyowner.com so that you can find someone that is renting it out privately. A lot of times when you rent from somebody that's a privately owned, you know, they're trying to rent their own house, you're, you can deal with them directly so you're able to negotiate different things. Um, so a lot of times there's a lot of less fees. They're not having to pay a realtor to rent their um, property, and so, you know, they're able to sell or rent the, the um, rental property for a lot less. So those are a few ways if you are going on vacation um, and you can get more than just your family to go, um, then you can, A, split the price, B, do research and find, um, you know, a better deal, and then C, negotiate down. So if you have been saving throughout the year and you've got the cash, go ahead and pay for it up front. That way you've already reserved your spot and you more than likely can um, negotiate a price. So there's just some quick little things as far as, once you're trying to get to vacation. So as far as it goes for saving money leading up to, I know we're, summer is going to be here and gone before we know it, but just some of the quick things that you can do is um, eliminating impulse buys. So I went shopping with a friend of mine this weekend, and, um, you know, we took – it was a girls' night, so me and my friend, and then she took her daughter and I took my daughter. So it was just really kind of interesting to watch the girls go through stores and say, you know, I want this, I want this. You know, it was they were feeding off each other. And so as a mom, it's kind of hard to say no because, you know, <laughs> you spoil your kids and they give you that smile. And, yeah. 
you know, that kind of thing. But we kind of stoked our guns, and we're like, nope, you're not getting anything. So we broke down to $3. That was their limit. So they got to get something that was 3 bucks. But So eliminating impulse buys. Don't let your kids persuade you into buying things that you don't need. Don't go to the store hungry because we all know when you go hungry, you end up buying what you don't need. Um, and then try to just, like, you know, do I really need this item? So the way that we've been living so frugally for the past few years, that's something that just automatically runs through my head before I purchase something. Do I need this now or is this a won't? Can I wait until next paycheck or do I need it now? So just kind of analyze the situation. I know it's just one more step when you're in a hurry, but making smart decisions always will save. So just don't um, make impulse buys. Don't just rush into things. And that and that sounds silly for little teeny things, but those little things add up. Um, you know, my mom was always one who just was like, oh, it's on sale, let's buy this, let's get that. And she ended up recruiting all of this stuff. And so, um, you know, we were left over the years with all of these little things that just kept piling up. And it was like, where did all this stuff come from? So you just don't realize <laughs> how much, stuff you can buy and how much things you don't really need. So just because it's a good deal doesn't mean you have to have it. So um, another way to save while you're on vacation is to take food with you. So before we go on vacation, I'm the one that takes care of bringing all the food inside to the couponing. So for those of you that have been couponing or you started out on this journey with us, Start preparing. So a few weeks before we go on vacation, I start buying things that we I think we might need. So if it goes on sale, I get it while it's cheap. This saves you from, I mean, I know we've all been there. You run to the grocery store as soon as you get to the beach, load up your cart, spend $100, $200. I mean, you're only at the beach 30 minutes, and you've already unloaded $200. And yeah. so, you know, that's one of those things that I cannot stand, and I see people doing it all the time, but... So we get the big cooler, and I load up everything that we need for the week. I have everything planned out. You know, we plan on eating out like one or two times during the week, but the rest of the time we're cooking or making stuff that's easy. <laughs> and it sounds like a lot of work, but there again, do you want to be paying for your vacation six months later because you wanted to eat out every night and be lazy? No, probably not. <laughs> that's right, not me. No. <laughs> So, you know, it's just little things like that. It sounds like a pain, but it's really not. Um, You know, I can pack up stuff in a hurry. I mean, you know, like I said, I'll start buying in advance, so I kind of put all that stuff to the side so I can just load everything up at one time. So we have snacks, we've got condiments, we've got everything. So that's just another huge way to save money um, by not buying what you get there, save money and and buy it ahead while it's cheap. I think um, that, and that, 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 that's always the yeah, plus because, you, you know, if you – nobody wants to spend all their money when they go on vacation, but it seems like we always do it. You know, when we're out, mm-hmm. it's impulse, not just the kids, but us. You know, we go places and we see things, and then we see something else, and before you know it, like you said, we out 200 bucks. I mean, you add food on top of the souvenirs and the T-shirts and the things that you think you need while you're on vacation. You know, it makes sense mm-hmm. to at least bring your own food and, and plan out and strategize, you know, what you're going to spend before you actually spend it. 
Right, yeah. I'm definitely not saying be bored and stay at home all day. But, right. you know, it's just little things. I mean, when you go eat out, especially you have, if you have a large family pledge, I know you've got quite a few kids and, you uh, know, they can, yeah, they can, those boys can eat a lot. So that can get real expensive. I mean, you could drop $100 on one meal depending on where you go. I mean, seafood and stuff is super expensive when you go to the beach. So, you know, we just plan on doing one or two nights of going out to dinner, and then maybe one day at lunch we'll we'll go out. So, you know, I'm not saying don't do it at all, but just by cutting out those few trips because you just don't want to cook, you know, you just have to weigh what you want to do. I mean, it's up to each family, you know. So if you've saved we're up cooking. extra and you've got that money, then don't cook. But <laughs> we're, we're cooking on this side, and we got a little bit in the savings, but we're cooking on this side because, hey, man, Half the time, I don't like the food that we eat when we eat out. So you know Mm -hmm. what? Tonight, we're having chicken Alfredo plus a whole bunch of other things and some dessert here. And, uh, you know, we're going to get it in. Yes, that sounds delicious. (laughs) And so then you can enjoy your after you get home because you're not opening up the credit card bill several months later and like, oh, my goodness, what did I just spend? (laughs) No doubt. And I like that, too. That's good advice. I hope hope you guys are listening out there because – we got a lot of people on the line who are they probably came in anticipating, you know, talking about child support, and they didn't realize that we had this uh, section of the show, you know, where they could save money or, or hear how to live a little bit more frugal. So shout mm-hmm. out to all you folks who are mad with the child support topic. You got some extra knowledge tonight from Charlotte <laughs> from StretchingYourBudget.com and the Triad Super Saver herself. Hope y'all learned something. Don't go in debt for vacation. <laughs> yeah, they they learned something. Good looking out, Charlotte. Shout outs. You knew it was coming. Ah, uh, shout outs. I would say shout out to my best friend. She's actually helping us on the website now. So if you guys see some posts that are from Lisa, that is my friend. She's offered. Hey, to- Lisa. You give me some help. So um, she's doing more, not so much couponing, more like household. So, like organizational tips and just life in general. So, just adding a little extra to the website. You have some stuff to read while you're there. So. Shout out to Lisa from StretchingYourBudget.com. I like that. We're gonna have Lisa on too here soon. I hope she's not a uh, yeah. Steph, nope, she she can talk. <laughs> right. Lisa, we come to get you. Listen, I'll let her know. <laughs> I definitely do that, man. That's for everybody out there who who are new to the show. That was Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. dot com. Make sure you guys log on that website. That's StretchingYourBudget.com. dot com. And also look her up on Facebook as the Triad Super Saver. Find that man. She's got deals on there. She's got discounts. She's got knowledge. A lot of info. That's what Charlotte does. She's definitely big. Folks, we got to go to one commercial, and we'll be right back. I got to let you guys know you are rocking with the KIRP radio show, baby. The number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States. We do it B-I-G, and we don't care if you don't like it. We do it our way, and we ain't saying sorry. I'll be right back. 619-638-8559 is the number. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show. Two minutes, folks.
real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Phony gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do. Could switching to Geico really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? You're home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Skyco. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina lieutenant governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president, for the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times. I've traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education? 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration. This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around, and I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Child support tonight. 
And, uh, you know, that's a very serious topic, man. A lot of people are going to feel some sort of way about that. But let's go to a caller. We're going to do something a little bit different. Ella and Rashad, you guys hang on. We're going to go right to a caller first here out of the 336. You're on the air with Rashad Woods, Ella Thomas, and Pudgy. What's up? Hello? Hey, how are you? Hey, Pudgy, how you doing? I knew that voice. Hey, what's up, Katata? How are you? I am doing great. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my husband. I'm out here in New Orleans. Oh, you're in New Orleans? I hit a, I hit a I'm, in the back get, I'm trying to get to an alley to hear you. <laughs> now, that's, all, that's a hold it down wife. She called in from New Orleans to give hey. her husband a shout-out. Baby, don't be an alley. difference in everything, man. Hey. hey, baby, I just wanted to give you a shout-out, tell you I love you. Shout out to Pudgy Shaw. I just wanted to also introduce our travel agent, Travis to Beyond. We're doing trips. We're here in New Orleans. Our next trip is the Bahamas. We got um, Vegas coming up. We got Jamaica coming up. Email is travelingbeyond07 at yahoo.com. Phone number 336 662 That's Rashad Woods. Okay, Pudgy. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I didn't want to cut you off because I knew you were trying to find a, a spot when they weren't playing any music. Yeah, but yeah, we're down here having a ball. So, so where, why are you in New Orleans right now? For the Essence Music Festival 2012. Oh, nice! I know that's a beautiful thing out there, man. There's a lot of people who want to go to the Essence Festival, man, and you guys missed it this year, huh? Yeah, we'll be promoting again when I get back. Um. On Tuesday, hold on, I gotta take a picture. <laughs> Rashad! Nah. That's your woman. That's my woman. Hey, tell her, please don't duck off in the alley. Just talk to us. No, I had to, because it's music all the way down. I'm down in the French Quarter, and it's music like every block, it's music going all the way down, all the way down. I love it, man. It sounds like you're having the ball out there. Travel beyond for all you folks. My feet hurt. My back hurt. I got done. I think I walked probably 20 miles in one day. My feet hurt so bad. You know what? You guys go hard. Listen, I just want to say one more thing, and I know you got to go. I know you got guests, and I know pictures are going on and music, and you're in the French Quarter, so there's half-naked women dancing, and I like that. But listen, you guys do something different uh, with your travel service, different than anything that I've ever heard of with how you structure the payments. Can you explain that just as briefly as possible? Um, what we do is we do a deposit um, for all the trips, and we give everybody each month you make a small payment. Like for the New Orleans trip that we promoted, um, I think the total price was 700 That was hotel and flight. Um, I think the deposit nice. was like $100, and then we did like a $50 payment each month. So we start promoting wow. when we come back. That way it gives people time to make their payments also have spending money. That's major right there. If there's no excuse not to go uh-huh. anywhere anymore when you got people out there who who are doing things like this because seven hundred dollars is very, very, very extremely good. Let me tell you. Flight and travel, hotel, and event, you will not beat that folks, so you guys need to look into this, man. Yeah, I wanna um tell my baby thank you for holding the kids down and Having the sleepover and all that good stuff. I appreciate you. I mean, he's I listening. Love you too, baby. 
Hello. Uh, that's the words from a child beyond calling in to give her husband a B.I.G. Big up. A little bit of promo, too, while she's at it. I like that, man. That's B.I.G. She dipped in the alley to talk to us, and that was real cool, man. I can definitely dig that, definitely holding her husband down, and that's what it's all about. And it's got a lot to do with uh, what we're talking about tonight, which is uh, child support. And I, and I have two gentlemen here with me, co-hosts for the evening. Ella Thomas, you guys know him, author, brilliant guy. Also, Rashad Woods, humanitarian, philanthropist. You call him what you want. I'm calling him what I like, and, and it fits. Listen, fellas, child support, man, what's wrong with the system? Uh, I just think... First of all, I just think it it's kind of uh, it's a it can be a hindrance, but it can be helpful. And right now we on a we kind of like you know on a tightrope and not knowing whether it's gonna be a hindrance or it's helping. So you know I think that's what we're where we are with uh, child support right now. Um, it's needed and it should be enforced in some situations, but as of right now, it's you know. It's kind of like it's uh, the government deciding uh, who can be a father and who can't as, at this point right now, and you know they're using that 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 payment or whatever that is to decide whether you know deciding what what amount determines whether you're a good father or not. And I think that a lot, a lot of times is uh, where a lot of men come across as being you know standoffish as far as paying child support and and it hinders the relationships um, with the child support. Well, in my opinion, I actually know quite a few people who have been court-ordered to pay child support. Some of the fathers who are great fathers, they say, you know what, I'm going to do it just because, you know, that's my seat, I'm going to take care of them. And then, unfortunately, there's some individuals who try to duck the system. Um, there is an individual, but you may remember this. Remember that, remember that situation that was in the news that the gentleman was paying, what, like a nominal fee for all his kids? He had, like, a... a Truckload of kids was only paying like this, what, um, $13, dollars Do you remember that, Pudgy? I, I remember that. <laughs> you, you guys remember that? Yes. And that, I, and I, it's unfortunate that. that I just think, I, I think it's a catch-22. Of course, the state would like to input, um, implement a system that's going to make men to be responsible, but yet just like anything that's man-made or loopholes, there's a lot of individuals who are um, getting arrangements where they just get paid under the table or there's no... There isn't any money being tracked. And then just look at it in a broader spectrum as well. There's the relationship between the, the baby's mother and the baby's father, then that causes issues. So I, I know a gentleman right now who says, well, if you're not going to let me see my kid, why should I be paying child support? And that's a big question that comes up with the young man. Rashad, what are your, what are your views on that? Oh, I, I mean, as far as that, I, I, I've gone, I've seen that, I've Gone through it, unfortunately. I've um, experienced, and with this type of topic, with this topic right here, I can relate. And with you know our, our organization, I love being a black father. is something that's real dear to me and Pudgy because I can relate on all aspects because I've been there, I've done that, and I think that uh, it's real personal to me. And I think that a lot of times uh, it can make a lot of men feel, as you said, um, why should I? Pay for something, or pay for, um, pay you some money, and I'm not allowed to be the father that I want to be, or you're not going to allow me the rights of a father because I won't give you what the government has has decided for me to give you each month. 
because you know it, it doesn't say well if there's any aren't any clauses in well what if I lose my job what if I just don't have it what if you know something's going on within my home if that if that father is not within the home so I think that you know uh, that is something that really that's dear to you know um, that can hinder a lot of relationships and like I said um but in the same token. I'm the type of guy that will make a guy be, uh, let me say, accountable for what he's, what he's doing. And, and a lot of times you hear a lot of guys say, well, this and the third. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter whether, you know, okay, she won't let me see my son. There's things you can do in order to go see your son. So I, I, I really sometimes I don't take that excuse, but I understand it. So I do know as of right now because I've gone through certain things and know that, okay, this is what – now I know the steps and what you can do. And some guys, you hear them say that, and it's kind of a excuse of why they're not doing what they're supposed to do. And nowadays when I hear a guy say that, and, and I talk to guys all the time now, and I say, well, this is what you can do. And a lot of times you can understand or you can see whether a guy's he's real serious about what he's saying. You know, maybe it's an excuse he's giving you to make yourself, you know, put in a better light while he's speaking with you. But at the same time, if you want to see your child, you can go downtown and get joint custody or proper custody if you feel like you're in a position to get custody of a child. So that doesn't stop you from from being able to see your child. So do what you need to do in order to see your child because as of right now, that's needed. And a lot of times uh, we don't want women to confuse a paycheck or a child support check as, as a replacement as for a father. We definitely don't right. want that. But that's my, that's my view on that. Um, as of right now, that's pretty powerful, Pudgy. What, what are you? What are you talking about, good man? Yeah. What happened to Pudgy? Did he just did he just, did he just fall off? <laughs> nah, can you guys no, hear me? Yeah, you can hear me now, Pudgy. Oh, I'm sorry, I must have had some mic problems. I had my mic off. I didn't want to interrupt. But look, man, I. I <laughs> this whole child support thing is is a sore subject for me. I know a lot of people don't agree with the whole premise of child support, period. I mean, what Rod said was definitely powerful. And, and the whole system is, personally, I think it's outdated. Um, I, I know there's a need to hold folks accountable, and I know there's a need to make people pay for the kids that they don't decide. Uh, uh, I can't even say that they don't decide. They don't, they don't decide, excuse me. I know there's a need for some sort of payment structure, I guess that's what I'm trying to say, uh, for parties who agree that they need to go that route. But from what I'm seeing is a lot of forced feeding. You know, the social services, they force the issue a lot. Um, People use child support as a weapon. They use it as a tool to get back or, or, or a tool to hinder someone who doesn't want to be bothered. And and that's probably my biggest problem with it, that, that not want to be bothered. And I don't know what, what you could do to those folks who don't want to be bothered that have responsibility of children. Uh first first and foremost emotionally, but you know, and, and you also gotta you gotta look at monetarily in there too. I mean, because these are your responsibilities. They have these children have to be taken care of. So you if they're yours, you need to you need to help. You need to contribute to that. You know, so I don't I I I know there's a need for it in in some form and fashion, but I think now this structure that we see that was started some years ago, I'm not even sure when it's when it started, 
but I think this structure is outdated. Uh, well, I'm going to have to agree with you that the definitely the system is very antiquated. <clears throat> um, definitely. Right. I've also, I have to look, I have to look at it from different perspectives. Okay, I see the actual relationship or the former relationship there between the the mother and the father, right? Whatever, and we all know that heartbreak brings brings something totally different, right? Um, there has been an individual who actually was sentenced for business child support of like $5,000, but he had lost his job. So I, I, I have to point out to what Rashad said. So let's say, for example, if I'm not a deadbeat father, right? I, I, don't only, I don't have any kids right now, but I did help raise two young girls, okay? So let me, mm-hmm. let me I'm going to put this out there to you guys. Let's say I am a father. I have worked and I made sure that kids are taken care of, et cetera, et cetera. Then all of a sudden, due to the economic conditions, I am no longer able to pay that $700 a month. Now, am I considered a deadbeat dad at that point, or am I, if I pay what I can, what does that sense of me? I know some of you individuals already probably know some people who have, uh, who are struggling right now to pay their bills and trying to take care of their children at the same time. I am not a person of excuses. I'm just trying to get an understanding of what is considered the deadbeat, um, excuse me, the deadbeat dad mentality, because I hear that word often, but yet the, that term, just like ADHD, is a prognosis that is unjustified a lot of times. I think that it, I think that it's the definition of that, coming from that woman, I think a lot of times, and and society as of right now, as far as how they recognize us as, uh, recognize uh, men as men, Debbie, because they're not custodial parents, parents, so you can be called the Debbie just because you know, you're not a custodial parent. You stay in another city, you live in another state, and you're not doing what you're supposed to or seeing that child on the regular because you're in another state, which is hard when you when you have kids and, you know, you're in another city. And also, I mean, it it just depends on that relationship. Um, a woman can easily call you a deadbeat, and you could not be a deadbeat, but to make it sound bad to us, to give you that title or give you that uh when we say defamation of you know, of what you really are, people will call you a deadbeat and, you know, not know your situation. So, I mean, it, it can be easily a, a name that can hand it down to you and it not be the case. Yeah. That, and, and that's something that we fight against, Rashad, with the with the organization called Love and Father Society or a.k.a. I Love Being a Black Father. Because, man, let me tell you all straight up, I know a multitude of parents who take care of their children. And uh, it's not even looked upon as, uh, what's the word, Uh, a responsibility. It's not even looked at as a responsibility. It's just a way of life. You know, you don't wake up one day and say, it's not like work. It's not like a car, being responsible for getting your oil changed. You know, I think today I'll go get my oil changed. It's not like that. You know, that's not a day you wake up when you don't think about the needs of your children and what you can do to provide for them. Not one day goes by. So your children are they're they're a part of you. You know, it's like it's like taking a shower, taking a bath, brushing your teeth. It's, it's part of you. It's it's a way of life to take care of your children. So they're not um I don't like to categorize kids and put them in a in a in a in a I don't know, in a vase or something. I don't I don't like to put them in a category of being a responsibility because a child is part of you. I mean you know, that that doesn't change bar none that's just something that you're going to always have. They're always going to be yours. They come from you, of you. 
So, you know, I don't look at my children as my responsibilities. Now, the things that come along with being a parent, those are responsibilities. And and I think that's the major problem that a lot of people don't pay attention to and, and people don't address it in that nature. They look at their children as their responsibilities. Therefore, they treat it like a car payment. You know, they treat they treat the child support that they have to pay like uh, uh, maybe their rent, you know, and, and, and things of that nature. When they should be looking at their children like they're looking at themselves, you know, it's life and death. It's not a responsibility like a, a thing, you know, if you will. So I don't know, man. That's just my take on it. You know, I have so much more to say. 619-638-8559. Hit number one if you got a comment, folks. We're going to go to the lines real quick, fellas. You guys hang on. We're going to go to a caller out of the 919 since they've been on hold for so long. We got a few 919s here. We got about 80 callers on the queue. Uh, let's go to uh, 919, last three digits, 104. You're on the air, KRP Radio Show. Nine one nine, last three digits one oh four. If you hit one, we're gonna click you. And uh you're on the air with the KRP radio show. What's up? Alright, we're gonna keep it moving on. We're gonna leave you we're gonna leave you on and let you do your thing and listen to the show. Let's go to a call out of the three three six. Uh last three digits four eight four. You are rocking with the KRP radio show. What's up? Hey, how are you guys? We are wonderful this evening. How are you? Hope you are. I'm doing okay, but I want to tell you how encouraging your words are to me right now. Um, I'm going through a separation and probably a divorce here pretty soon, and I just wanted to say that I think for real there are there are some guys out there like you guys that, that think like you do, that have a commitment to their children, but I think that if you've always had to encourage a, a dad, to be a dad, and uh, he just never made that commitment. It's really hard to pull blood from a stone, if you know what I mean. I do. I do, absolutely. And and I'm sorry about what you're going through. You know, divorce and separations can be tough. Trust me, I know. I've been there almost down that path. So I'm telling you to stay encouraged and do what you have to do to keep that possible if it is there. And if it's not, you know, keep your head up and, and do what you have to do. But um, on your comment, I, I just want to say this, if I can, if I can go there. But you know what, man? Let's just let's just be straight up about it. All men are fathers. All men are capable. They can have children, uh, physically, but a lot of men are boys well until late in their life. I have several family members, several friends, and I know several people who will never be the adequate father that they need to be according to what they display at this point in time, and some of them are well into their 40s. So, you know, sometimes there's a bad apple in the bunch, and and it's unfortunate that these guys know, because they know. It's no secret now. They know. if You know if you're a responsible person. You know if you're capable of being a, a really capable and loving, helping parent. You know if that's you. I mean, no, you can't fool yourself, and you can't fool your heart. You can fool the rest of the world, but you can't fool yourself. So these guys know, and it's unfortunate that they choose to even go down that route of being a parent or, or fathering a child when they know they are capable. It's very unfortunate. Right. And in the church, I think if you really care about your child's future, I think you can always look to other other guys 
you know, as good yeah. role models for your kids. Yeah, so, well, hey, we've had to do it over time. You know, they, the, the saying that it takes a village to raise a kid doesn't come out of out of the thin air. You know, at one point in time, it was a village that was raising children. You know, it took a whole village to raise one or two or a few children. So it's possible. Yeah. You know, you got you do what you have to do to get that loving uh, father fatherly figure or inspiration to your child or your children. You do what you have to do to do that. And always keep God first. We laugh and we joke, right. but we definitely keep God first. That's true. You know, and thank you guys. You keep it up, really. Thanks. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. I just want I just want to thank say you. definitely stay encouraged. Um I have been on that road before. It's not very it's not one of those that you would prefer to go down. But um Pudgy, this is these are the type of reasons why I'm going to do the Warrior Forum um, later on this year, or early next year, is because men need to go back to being men. There's a mentality that is common amongst individuals who do not necessarily want to take responsibility, and it's time for we find out exactly what that is, and for men to actually start taking accountability for their responsibilities, um, you know, to the women that they attach themselves to, as well as the kids that they bring into the world. So definitely, young ladies, stay encouraged. Um, definitely going to be praying for you, and you just keep moving forward courageously, okay? Um, she's she's big Clinton. Six one nine six three eight eight five five nine is the number. Hit number one if you got a comment. You're on the air with author Ella Thomas and motivational speaker, philanthropist Rashad Woods. And uh it's pudgy, man. I'm just me, you know. I got good company. Listen, fellas, let me <laughs> let me ask you guys this, man. The, with the system being the way it is, here here's the things that I don't like. Well well one of the things about um the child support system that I don't like. Um, it's not evolving into a proper tool. I think maybe one one point in time it was, but not anymore because here's what happens, right? It's it's a deadly cycle. You have, in, in large part, and this is not all men, for God's sakes, it's not all men, but you have an individual who either won't or can't pay this child support for whatever reason, okay? And then you have a system that says, okay, according to what you make, sir or or lady, uh, you have to pay X amount of dollars, okay? Whether you like it or not, whether you can or not, whether other conditions, whatever it is, you have to pay these X amount of dollars. Now, what happens is, it, let's speak forward a little bit. If they can't make these payments, they lock these people up and put them in jail, which also is another form of child support because taxpayers have to pay for that. I'm, I'm not trying to go political. I'm not going to go political with this. I'm just saying, I'm just stating the fact that they lock these people up and they put them in jail, man or woman, doesn't matter, um, and then they can't make the payments that they were told they had to make in the first place. Now, follow me again. Now, after this happens, if they ever get out of jail, if they ever post bond, they have to go back to court because they incurred more charges or, or they missed more payments while they were locked up in jail where they could not make any money, neither provide, neither see the child whose life that they should be in in the first place. So that cycle keeps going on and on and on, and there's so many other things, so many other variables that you have to throw in there because now if you didn't have it before, now you have a record. And a lot of folks can't find a job with a record nowadays, no matter if it's a misdemeanor or a felony. So I don't like this cycle, and therefore 
I don't like this child support system because I don't see it working. Frankly, when I look at it, I feel like it's another tool, again, to take, if not the father, a parent out of the household or out of the lives of the children that they should be taking care of in the first place. Am I just stupid? Am I overshooting this fellas or what? I don't think you're overshooting it, Pudgy. I think it's more, let's just put it this way, the path of least resistance is the path that a lot of people take, and I take I, I point that at the system. Let's say, for example, rather than we put together this um, this child support system, what about if we start focusing more on building families from the ground's roots? Let's say, for example, rather than being a court appointed, okay, you know what, you're going to have to pay child support and that's it. Well, hmm, what if, just what if that individual's like, um, these commanders say, so, you know what, we're going to have family counseling sessions on how you are to properly deal with the child and the mother, how you guys how you guys have to separate, you guys' personal ties, they come together to focus on this um, this creation that you all created. But for some mm-hmm. reason, everyone thinks that you just throw a dollar at a situation, the problem's fixed. Well, as we know, the system has become ineffective. Where there's a lot more men that I know who are ditching the system and still living comfortably while the kids still suffer, or better yet, they are paying $25 a month, and that still is still an inadequate number to make sure a child's raised. I don't even know if you get diapers for $25, gentlemen. Maybe you guys can enlighten me. Last time I checked, that was not the case. Well, I don't want to uh, say what's inadequate to, to a certain situation because I think within a household, and I can say that because, you know, with I have uh, five kids, and I know within a household, we can make it work with pretty much, you know, whatever money we have, so we can make it yeah. work. So, yeah, so when when I say, well, uh, this amount of money is adequate for me to pay for this child, a lot of times, and I'm just going to say this, that mother may not need that much to really do what she needs to do because at the yeah. same time, I mean, and being absent doesn't make you owe her anything. If y'all not together, that's just something that happened. But you being absent does, doesn't make you owe her a certain amount of money each month because uh, she's gonna she can make it happen and vice versa. If you ha- if the uh, father has a child, he can make it happen and he's going to make it happen. That money is helpful, and I think a lot of times before the before the system tells you this is what you owe, you can people don't know this, but you can discuss what you think is adequate. Um, I went to sure. a situation where you know they told me. Well, uh, we want you to pay X amount of dollars, and I was looking like, well, yeah, I, I have a family, and I, I do have a child outside my home, but I said, well, that's not adequate for what I have going on right now. So, and I spoke with my son's mother and told her, okay, maybe we can work out this. And at the point when I did tell her, the lady, the worker was looking at me like she was mad because what me and my my son's mother decided on. Like, well, you know, wow. I, it is. You know, and, it, and that, that situation happened. She was looking like, well, you sure you want to do this? Asking her as if she, did, she wasn't confident enough to know that she made a decision that she was, she was okay with. So I think people don't understand, and a lot of, a lot of women do, and I'm saying women because nine times out of ten, it's, there are a lot of women that are receiving child support. They know that, okay, I'm going to just take whatever they say I can need to have, regardless if I need it or not. And that happens all the time. Regardless, I don't care if it is hurting his pockets in, in some form or fashion. If he does have a family, he's going to they, he's going to pay me what they say he needs to pay me. Versus saying, well, speaking with that man, and if y'all are cordial enough to speak, to say, well, all right, they're asking for this, but what can you really do? 
oh, I think this is a, this is a good amount that will help me take care of our son while you're not there. Because a, a father, you know, and I think that that should be the way it goes, but they don't offer that. They offer you whichever parent goes downtown to say, well, let me take our child support on that parent, then you're going to pay whatever they tell you to pay, regardless of based off income. Sometimes your income doesn't represent what, you know, what's going in and out or what's going out. Yeah. That's right. It doesn't represent your expenses. So I think that that allows, I say, allows people to, that allows women sometimes to get the upper hand. And it doesn't, and it, like you said, it breaks up that family structure. It breaks up the, those relationships. It, it That's where the relationships come because you're not being considerate of what he's going through, but you're being more, you're being more considerate to that woman or, or to that parent. And I mean, I don't want to keep saying one, but I know it's more women out here that are going through that, but you're being more considerate to that parent versus uh, the other parent versus money. And, and I, if people need to understand that you have an option, you can do that. You can go down and if, if you're able to speak to with with the mother of your child or the father of your child and tell them, look, can we talk? This is what I can do, and I know they have me down for this amount, X amount of dollars, but this is what I can do. And if, you, and if you're responsible adults, then you should be able to do that. But nine times out of ten, you want what they want to give you because you know, okay, this is what I can get anyways. And that giving you a certain amount of money doesn't represent, you know, the type of father that you are. If I'm only mm-hmm. if I'm only paying a hundred dollars a month, it doesn't it doesn't represent me as being a father. If I'm paying five hundred, it doesn't make it doesn't make me a better father than a guy who's paying only a hundred dollars. I'm paying five hundred. That's right. So that's very powerful. You're absolutely right about that, Rashad. And that's and that's how they actually that's how some people see it. Oh, you pay six hundred dollars, you a good daddy. No, that doesn't that doesn't make you a good father. <laughs> You know, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't is true. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make me a better father than the guy who's paying a hundred dollars a month. Maybe the other mm. guy paying hundred dollars. He's a great father, but he just doesn't have it. I can pay five hundred dollars and and not give my time. You get what I'm saying? So it, it, it's it's a it's a hard. I mean, this subject is real is real touching and it it can get personal and it can cause an uproar if you let it. Sometimes it it will, and that's. That's what we're not going to do, and that's why we're talking it over, because I know that some of the powers that be are definitely listening to the show, and and I appreciate you legislators that are out there. So, I mean, you guys can just look from it, look for it from me, because um, I want to get together with some folks in the community, and, you know, people will hate me for this, but guess what? They hate me for less, and, and they hate me for Facebook posts, for God's sakes, and it's all true, but... I'm just saying, hey, look, I think that I need to get together because it seems that no one else will, and we need to propose something. Um, some sort of change needs to be made. Maybe we can start with North Carolina. And it takes numbers, folks. I don't know how much I have to tell you guys this. It takes numbers. And and, and I know a lot of people got offended when I said this. I've said it in speaking at, at several engagements, and, and I believe it with all of my heart that you can march until your feet hurt and they are numb and your toe is looking like my man's on, I'm going to get you sucker's toe. Listen, you can march all day long. That was yesterday. If you march and you get the people together to march, how about pass around a cell phone and start calling your state reps, start calling your senators, because that's what's going to matter. When these senators start getting these phone calls and these letters from all these concerned voters, these concerned citizens, they'll get off their at, they'll get off their butt 
and start doing what you guys want them to do. But if you're silent and all you can do is talk about it on Facebook and on the phone and in your circles and at the water cooler and on somebody's porch while you're cooking out about how sorry somebody is and how sorry the system is, it's never going to change. They're not going to cater to you when you're talking on your porch, but they will cater to you when you're talking across their desk. 619-638-8559. We're talking about child support. We're going to change some legislation. We're going to try to make some changes. Fellas, we're going to go to a call here, then we got to go to a commercial, because what I want you to be thinking about this, because i got my pad here, and I want to know what we can do to change the system to make it most effective. I'm not talking about doing away with the system, because, frankly, it's needed. I don't know of anything else that we can throw out there that, you know, we I don't want to do a health care bill to this thing and throw something brand new that doesn't work to a problem that we already have that's not working properly, that we're not functioning properly. Maybe we can build off what we already got, and uh, maybe we can jot down some ideas. And let's think about, you know, what changes we can make to make this thing more beneficial for all parties. Uh, going to a call out of the 910, last three digits is 786. You're on the air with Pudgy. What's up? Pudgy, what's up? It's Todd Pappas. How you doing, buddy? Pappy, what's up, baby? Man, this is a this is a subject that I'm dealing with big time and uh I, I'd really like to hear you guys, you know, input on it because let me let me tell you the situation. I feel like I'm completely getting screwed by the state of North Carolina when it comes to my child support. Um I'll just give you a little bit of a a briefing on what, what what I do. I keep Sydney, my daughter, three days a week, and I keep her every other weekend, okay? So me and her mom agreed years ago to, to you know, just let's go ahead and make a legit where they, you know, they take it out of my income or whatnot. So for one child with what I make and what she makes, because they base it off of an equation, I pay $700 a month for one child. Okay. Yes, Jesus Christ is the word. Now, I, now I usually don't throw this out there. I make seventy-five k a year. That's my income. Okay. Having said that, her mom makes around I think thirty-five, forty at the most. Um, I've never been so disrespected by these social workers. They treat everybody like everybody's the bad dad. Okay. That mm-hmm. I understand that they see a lot okay. of. You know, they see a lot of fathers out there that that doesn't do their part, and they're used to dealing with bad and good, but they treat everybody as if they're just scum. And, you know, we came to an agreement, me and her mom did, that she would be totally fine with $500 a month. I wrote up a a statement that said me and her mom agreed on this and had it notarized and took that with us to our – Child Support uh, Enforcement Agency down here in Wilmington. And they threw it in your face, didn't they? Let me tell you what she did. She treated me like crap and convinced my daughter's mom that that wasn't enough. And now I'm in the whole 700. Basically, that letter that I had notarized from, from both of our agreement meant nothing to that lady and made me pay uh, the 700 a month. Also... Sydney's mom has her own insurance, made me put my daughter on my insurance. Well, guess what? My insurance was $10 a week. My insurance now, and has been for the last 
three years, $120 a week. Okay, so, you know, yeah, you got you, you to think about something here. Yeah, my income's that's good income. But when you're having to pay all that for one child and then on top of the three days a week that I keep her, that's technically – that's almost half of the time, yeah. you know, with that her mom and, and myself. It's almost like we, we've got a 50-50. But it's, yet yeah, it's still fair for me to have to pay that much money out every single month. I think that I don't is think ridiculous. So, I, personally, I don't, I don't think so. This is, this is more of a question for Rashad that we're probably going to talk about off air. But um, I know some things that you could do, Todd, First and foremost, let me ask you this. What kind of relationship do you have with your daughter's mom? Uh, we're buddies. Okay. I well, mean, we have a great relationship. Really easy. See, what, what most people don't know, and Rashad, I want you to chime in here. I just want to make this comment. But what most people don't realize is that the social services is a social service. They don't run nothing. But if we don't use our legal uh, process that that's given to us, and if we don't know, you know, they'll screw us, and and that's what's going on with you. And like you said, uh, in large part, what they see are a lot of people who aren't taking care of their, their children. So, you know, if, if that's the bulk of what they see, that's pretty much how they're going to treat everybody until shown differently. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, and that's just I would, you know, my relationship, my relationship with my daughter is, you know, it, it's it's a phenomenal thing. I mean, I take care of my business. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, she loves her dad. She loves her mom. I just think that, and 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 I'll say one thing about you know being raised from you know a mom and a dad that's been together for you know forty eight years now. Um, you know, I, as long as I you know worked and 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 showed I was doing okay, I got I was rewarded things growing up. I had a good life growing up. So you yeah. know, it's not so much that I'm pissed off that I'm having to pay so much money because, you know, I feel like in order for me to give her what I had growing up, you know, I, I should probably do more. Unfortunately, I got to eat too. You know what I mean? So I just feel like the way they treated me down there was just, man, honestly, it, it was so, it made me feel so uncomfortable. Uh, the, the way that she was conspiring with with my daughter's mom and basically took her out of the room completely and pretty much convinced her that you're the victim here. But how is she the victim when we both agreed on a certain number, but convinced her otherwise? I just think it's I think it's I think they need to sit back and reevaluate the daggone system. I really do. You know, man. Because I mean, that's something that I do. I'm, I do it because I love her, and I'm always yeah. going to do it. But I just think it's, you know, it's probably speaking for a lot of people here. It's just, it's not, it's not professional way they handle things, man. You know, so. What do you think about that? Well, I definitely understand. Like I said, um, I think that in your situation that you need, that just that your child, that your daughter's mother, she has the final say really on what, you know, you'll agree upon. There's no way that the worker can tell her, well, I think you deserve this, and you two already have agreement. At the end of the day, she's pretty much having the worker, have, she's having an input on how you raise your kids, and she's telling her this is what you need. But 
you know and she knows. So at the end of the day, it really, and you said the worker, but at the end of the day, and I'm saying this, uh, it's just it's your daughter's mother who really uh, went back on what you were put, what you two agreed upon. Because oh, at the end it, of the day, it definitely it, was. It absolutely, yeah, it yeah. was. So I mean, that product, that kind of, you know, that that's that's one thing that breaks up a lot of. Uh, it makes it hard in those type of relationships that you have, and 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 from coming your standpoint, you have. I don't know. Do you have custody of your daughter? I don't. I like I said, I have her three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I keep her every other weekend as well. And that's you know that's from a you know you. from a that's a lot of time, you know. So I mean, it is. And, and you, you know we're it. not together. Yeah, you do that on your own, correct? Oh, absolutely. But as of right now, uh, and this is just for me doing a lot of uh, background work and, and, and doing it, neither one of you, and I'm telling you, this is for anybody. Until you yeah. go downtown, until you go down and establish custody, neither you nor your uh, daughter's mom have custody. So pretty much you have, you're, you're doing everything the correct way. And possibly if you go downtown and say, well, let me, do, let me have joint custody, Maybe there's something you then they may be able to help you in your child support um, woes as well because with you sharing custody and you splitting half and half, why should you have to pay her to do what you to pay her to do half of what you're doing as well? Exactly. You know Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, honestly, that, that's something. I, that's something I was going to say as well, and and I, and I knew Rashad would go there because he he's, his research is crazy on the topic. And, and, you know, this is what we do. Like, we hold forums um, for fathers who actually care, you know, fathers who want to make a difference in their kid's life and teach them how to be more in their kid's life. And, and Todd, you're the, you're, the, you're the moniker, man. You are the guy, man. You are the statue on the hill. You are the guy that we wish a lot of other fathers could be. Hell, I wish I could see my son that lives outside of my house that often, um, you know, distance-wise, we can't, but we do holidays, vacations, and what may have you. Any, anyway, no issues with that. But listen, man, let me tell you this. Rashad just gave you the key. This is what needs to happen. And, and I know sometimes when you get lawyers, that, that makes things kind of funky um, with relationships that anyone has, you know, when you put a lawyer in the middle of that. But I think what you can do, since you guys have a good relationship, is go to your daughter's mom and say, hey, you know what, let's file joint custody you guys can discuss paying X amount of dollars off of the child support record, go down to the social services, get them folks out of your business, cancel your order for child support. Your, 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 your daughter's wife, I'm sorry, your daughter's mom can do that. It would be beneficial if you went with her and you guys write out it, you know, the same way you did before, get together and write out something saying, hey, you're going to pay X amount of dollars, and you can have it notarized again if you like, and you both keep a copy, which is not going to mean a hill of beans in court. But what, what I ask you to do is go get joint custody because no one has custody of the child, no matter if she lives with them 100% or not. Joint custody only entitles you both to equal rights to your child right. via law. Okay, and that's you something you tough. can do. Now, if you guys want to talk about money, Hey, the more power to you, that's up to you. But I know court cases that has happened where in your situation, the mom was paying child support as well as the father. So there's a couple ways you guys can do this. You both can pay, one can pay, and you can split custody. And, and from what I can tell, you already do a good job, you know, according to what you told us. So 
Amen. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. You know, it's, it's, it's good to hear these. Kind of, it's you know, it's it's good to to hear these kind of issues, man. I, I do appreciate this being a, a topic because this is a topic that uh that I constantly think about, you know. And I just really feel like the Department of Child Support Enforcement down here in Wilmington, man. I don't know if it's just here in Wilmington or is it everywhere that they're mis you know they they really are mistreating yeah. mistreating the the parents the fathers more so than anybody. And I just think it's it's malarkey. I really do. <laughs> it is, but let but me no. tell you, they, they give it to women who pay child support, too. These folks don't like anybody who was on their system. But you have a choice to be on the system or not. You guys don't have to go that route, not in your case. Right. Yeah, you don't have to have a lawyer. You definitely don't have to have a lawyer. Um, you you can go down there, and you can go That's down right. yourself and do the correct paperwork. There will, There is a charge for you doing the paperwork? How much? Twenty, twenty, maybe twenty-five to do the paperwork. But you can go down there without a lawyer. I've done it. I have full custody of my older son. I have joint custody of my youngest son, and I didn't have a lawyer. I didn't have to pay out of pocket. All I paid was those form fees, and I went down there. I did my part. You will have to spend some time. You may have to take some days off work to go to court. You may have to, you know, just be willing to go to mediation. And let me just say this also. Child custody, they're not in, in custody court. They're not going to talk about child support. In child support, they're not going to talk about child custody. Those are, those are two separate entities. So if you do have some issues with child support, don't bring them up in, um, in child custody mediation. Custody if you have child issues with child support, don't bring it up in, um, in child custody uh, mediation because they're not going to hear it. They're going to tell you, you need to go, that's a separate entity and you need to go go to court for that as well. So, Right. What, you, as, what you're doing now, but like I said, you're doing everything you need to do. Just go ahead and make it official because you have the tools, and I, I feel like you should be able to. And I feel like since your your, your daughter's mother has already uh, agreed once, y'all have to sit down and really talk and be mature parents and know that this is what is best for our daughter. That is at at the same time know that this is we're going to go this and we're we're together because. Nobody wants somebody else, somebody else telling them how to take care of their child. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to outside Absolutely. tell them how to take their child. And that that's yeah. really frustrating for a lot of men and women. I want if there are women that are listening, I want women to know that nobody wants a, a child a child support worker to tell her to tell them that you're not a good dad because you didn't pay your, you missed a child support payment. You're not a good dad because you don't pay X amount of dollars. Nobody wants that. That check you know, a a does not replace does not replace the father. So this that's something that you can go ahead and do, and I would do it immediately or plan it out because you're going to have to you know go to court. You're going to have to go sit down, and you're going to have an orientation. You're going to have then you're going to go back to court. Uh, if one person misses court, then the other person has to wait until the next person. They they give you options now. If, if you're not able to go to court. And you miss court because of you know work or whatever else. They give you options. They'll let you come back. They'll let you come back and say, well, okay, we understand you miss court today. They'll let you come back. This is North Carolina. I don't know about Carolina too well or a lot of states. I, I've looked over it, but you know, as far as I'm, I know North Carolina. And right on. If you if you're serious about it, be serious about it. And I, like I hear a lot of guys say, well, I am going to do this. I want this, or she's not letting me see my son. This type of thing or whatever. And it's all just an excuse, and I feel like you're real serious about what you're saying, and you want to make some things happen because you're about the benefit of your daughter. 
and I think that's what you need to do. Um, like I said, you you won't need a lawyer. Trust me. Unless, unless it gets real ugly, that's when you may need a lawyer. But in any situation, you're going to have mediation anyways. So mediation gives right. you gives you that chance to make any stipulations that you want. And I and I promise you, you can make any stipulations that you want. And you can make them to the T. You can make them to the time. You can make them to the month, to the date. You can make all those stipulations in mediation as far as child custody. So I want a lot of I want the guys to know that 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 no woman can not allow you to see your child. And the only way right. that you won't don't get to see your child is because you don't want to see your child. Because you have the option yeah. of going to that. Yeah. That's, so, that's definitely not me, but guys I do appreciate the advice, man, and kinda of gives me that extra that that step I need to take. It, it you know, it's it, it's a it's a battle for sure, man. But uh, like I said, the the subject I saw on the the Facebook, man, and I was like, God, I gotta call up. First thing I had to call and say, "What's up, the pudgy?" <laughs> but then I had to speak my mind. <laughs> so, hey, man, I appreciate the shout out, brother. And uh, I'm sorry, sorry what you're going through, man. But you know what? You what's gonna be fixed pretty quick. And um, well, you, you know, you pudgy, you it's do, really man. not something. It's not really something that I'm going through. It's just something that I feel like. It isn't as fair as it should be. You know what I mean? So well, I mean, you don't want them in not, your business, though. You, I mean, you guys no, have I, handled I, it like adults. Why? Why they shouldn't even be in your business in the first place for for the agreement that you guys have and for how adequate it is that you're taking care of your child. I can't see why if 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 you were my baby's mom or father. Listen, I would be good with the agreement that we had. I think most people out there listening are going, are shaking their head. At, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I would be happy that you spend as much time as you do with your child, because for me, that's something that's big. I mean, Rashad said it earlier, and it, it, it was Johnny on the spot. You can be the type of person that pay all the money in the world, but if you're not spending time, it doesn't make any difference. It don't matter exactly. Absolutely, I agree 100 percent. Yeah, man. Well, listen, guys, I do appreciate you guys' times, man. And uh, Pudgy, you take care, man. If you're ever in the Port City, you give me a shout, man. I will do. I want to go fishing. I'll holler. All right, buddy. Y'all take care. All right, blessings. 619-638-8559. Let's go to commercial, fellas, man. We need to – I need some water. I need to breathe real quick, man. It's a whole lot going on, and people calling their head, and they're being taken advantage of, and – you know, man, I don't know. Let's get some water, man. You're rocking with the KRP Radio Show, man, on the air with my man Rashad Woods from the Love and Father Society. We also got my man Ella Thomas, author. This man has an MBA, folks. This man is very smart. This is the man. K-I-R-P Radio!
straight like, I'ma tell y'all a little something about my homie, right? This shit sunny, man. I don't know how y'all gonna say that, man. I mean, did she say that? That's what she probably gonna say. Gonna be like, yo, did she say that? A trip through Liberalville. Come with me on a trip through Liberalville. Call it what you may. The ghetto, the hood, the block, the trap is nothing more than the outcome of liberal policy. If the Negro in the ghetto must eternally be fed by the hand that pushes him into the ghetto, he'll never have the strength to get out of the ghetto. That's Carter Woodson, and it's the premise for this article. Now, when most people think about Liberalville, called by one of the aforementioned nicknames, they think drugs, crime, trash, and desperation, low-grade public housing, limited job opportunities, and no chance at a quality education. They just forget to look at the equation. People plus liberal politics equals total degeneration. You need a better tour guide. What's really there, the liberals had. People of all faiths, colors, and creed, all with a basic need to belong. See, it's the same song from 8-Tracks, the Wax CD, the iPod. Living in Liberalville is hard, or is it? Let me tell you what I see when you remove the democratic elite. I see the poet. Feelings into verbs, action into words, a revolution has occurred in modern-day storytelling. His wit is hard to defeat, his desire makes it hard to compete, but his skill stays on mixtapes and side streets because we find value in the industry. I see the artist, a vision in his head, bigger than any paper or pad, graffiti formed on walls, and it's sad. We find no value in the art that he shares, so it stays in Liberalville halls instead of on museum walls. His property values continue to fall. I see the pastor. Broken and remade, no longer weighed down by past mistakes, saved and enraged. Those around him continue to fade from God's glory to government shade in an attempt to be made into what our Savior already promised. I see the banker. He never stepped foot out of Liberalville still. The boy can convert euros to yen and back to dollars again, accounting for inflation and taxation trapped in a situation where he doesn't understand the value of his instant computations. I see the politician on a mission to stand in opposition to anyone who would change the rules halfway through the game. He can rev up the folks, folks and gather the vote, but it's a shame. He has no power or desire until shots are fired and the people need someone to blame. I see the lawyer. Not court, but street-appointed masters of defense. Not bar, but street associates of common sense. In a pinch, he can play name that crime. He can list the charges, guess the verdict, and predict prison time. Dirty hands and deeds protected by a brilliant mind. I see the social worker. Two kids of her own, two of her brothers, never doing for self, always for others. I shudder to feel such a back-breaking weight. Low funds, short supply, and empty plates, and a support system that says, wait, fall a little further, then we'll save the day. I see the psychiatrist. Oh, she may be whacked out, she may seem, but for free she'll break down your dreams whether you asked her to or not. She spots those who pass with a swift kick in the ass and says, hold up, not so fast. Your mom did it and so did I. The answer to your problem is not getting high. It's doing more than just getting by. I see a promise. I see a possibility. A promise and a possibility with a capital P and potentially the only salvation for our community.
KIRP radio show. That was Sonny Johnson, at simple Sonny Johnson, breaking out of her piece called Liberalville. I know y'all had it like that. You had to like that. Even if you didn't like some of the points she was making, you had to like that piece. I've never met anybody in the world that didn't like that piece. If you ain't like that piece, you're a hater. It's called what it is. Hater, hater, hater. <laughs> shout out to Sonny Johnson. Also, I'm going to take this minute before she passed me by to give a shout out to my girl. Hold on, let me, let me just let me just set the stage for this. If you live in Durham County in North Carolina, and you know how they always have, I'm sorry, y'all, I'm sorry, they always have the crooks that are running for office. I don't get into all of that. I'm not going to get into all of that right now. But I got one person, one person that you guys need to vote for if you live in Durham County. For something that seems so minor, but I guarantee, you know what, I promise you, if Durham elects this woman, this intelligent, beautiful, amazing, cool as hell, if Durham elects this woman... You're going to know more about this topic than you ever have in the past. All right, so I want you guys to look up on Facebook, Kelly Smoke, K-E-L-L-Y-S-M-O-K-E. Durham County, I want you guys to elect Kelly Smoke for Soil and Water Conservation Supervisor. And I promise you, she's going to do the right job for you. I promise you, I promise you. Shout out to Kelly Smoke, man. Stand-up individual. I know her personally, and I know what kind of person she is. But anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for rocking with the KRP Radio Show, 619-638-8559. We are back on the air, folks. Hit number one if you got a comment, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll log you guys on, and we'll queue you up, and uh, we'll let you get on here and talk all the junk that you want. But we're talking child support, folks. And uh, this is a very angry topic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very serious topic, even though I'm, I'm trying to make light of this situation by joking and with all the little voices and stuff that I make. But uh, it's a very serious topic because it's just not right, man. It's, it's a vicious cycle. We all understand, I believe, even those of us that pay or, or those of you that pay and don't want to pay and, and know you need to pay, or the folks that don't pay and are behind and don't have any intentions on paying, you guys know, like I know, that something is needed for people like you. Um, but what we have isn't adequate enough. So I asked the question to these gentlemen here, these, these very intelligent men, and uh, they're very versed on the topic, uh, Rashad being from the I Love Being a Black Father organization, which is also an organization I founded, um, co-founded by Rashad, pretty much ran by Rashad. I mean, he's a CEO. I'm like his assistant. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and that's okay because what we're doing is positive and, and we're trying to make a difference. Uh, and and if you're one of those people who are looking at the black in their title of I love being a black father, you know, you're the ignorant one. We're talking directly to a people, but this message is for all people if you don't know by now. 
So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, so that's Rashad Woods. He's very versed on the topic uh, and very he studied a lot on on these topics that we're talking about, especially dealing with child support and a, and a complete family structure. And Ella Thomas, this man does not come to a party without a bottle, so to speak. If this man comes to the pot to the party, you're gonna drink. And uh, I'm not saying Ella drinks, folks. I, you know, let me let me be. I know we got some church folks on the show. You know, we church folks. You know, we church folks. But I know Ella don't drink. I'm not saying that. Uh, it's just figure speech, Pastor. Um, shout out to Jerry Grimes. Definitely gotta give a shout out to my brother Kevin Daniels. Shout out to all of you guys out there. Let me start with Ella, man, because before the break and before we took the last call. Let me, get, let me get my serious look on real quick. Uh, we were talking about how we could change this uh, child support for the better and for the benefit of all. Ella, what ideas do you have, brother? Well, that's a very good question. First and foremost, thank you very much for to you, Edward Shaw, just for being outstanding father. From what I've heard, of, obviously you two cares uh, quite a bit about your families, and that's great. That's what makes you two king, so I appreciate that, gentlemen. Um, I do know that it varies by state, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not very familiar with the North Carolina laws, but in Washington State, the, it, what I feel what needs to happen is that individuals, fathers especially, who should, I, I'm going to let me retract, let me back up a little bit. There's two different types of men. There are men who really want to be fathers, and due to certain systematic processes, they're not able to fulfill that desire if they don't know how to especially because Washington is a matriotic um, state where they pretty much believe everything the mother says. You know what? Whatever comes up the mother's mouth, it has to be law. So, therefore, there's other hurdles that have to go through. Then there's the men who decided that, you know what, I didn't want to have a kid in the first place. You know what, you decided to do that on your own, so, and I attached my feelings to you and the kid as you all being a unit. So I'd like to first address whether the men who really want to be fathers can do is definitely, I like what you guys said before, is definitely speak to the congressman. Most men do not like talking to anyone else about the situation or their inability to find effective ways to overcome hurdles. So I'm telling you right now, find ways to get in front of your congress. Um, join this type of organizations. There are now organizations that are dedicated to men to helping them fulfill um, their fatherly roles because the last thing we need is father, another fatherless society that's coming up behind this particular generation. Now, to the other gentlemen who actually decided, you know what, I'm not going to be a father, I just decided, that, you know what, look, you are the definition of what Debbie is. Um, you need to find out why in, why we continue to dance and if you do not choose the partner, you don't want to actually have the individual, to raise the individual, your responsibility that you do. I mean, we all grown here. If you do the hip dance, you know there might be something that comes out of that, right, gentlemen? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think for those particular individuals, there has to be a large accountability. But first and foremost, definitely men who are really want to be fathers, get in contact with the Congress, get in contact with the organizations. And coming from a systematic standpoint, I think the – powers that be that we elect have to take a look at the at the um, child support system to find out where the quank really is. It's like how come there are so many unfulfilled child support cases and then why is it that we are finding ourselves in this predicament where we're sending individuals to jail because of uh, a lack of being able to take care of something financially. It's, 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 it's crazy. I didn't know this, gentlemen, but to, say, to get straight to this other point is that in – Washington State, 
you could not be a father, but yet if you have done fatherly duties and you and the mother break up for any particular reason, you yourself could be liable for child support. Did you know that? Wow. Yes. I didn't say that. Some, 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 yes. As well, yeah, so that can take place as well, but unfortunately, you know, that's how they have their power to to do pretty much what they want, how they want to do it, and you, you can pretty much make a guy be a father if, if he's not the father. That's that, that's crazy. So, essentially, man, you know, as men, I think we just need to come together collectively and just um, find a way to change the system. That's just, that's my input on it, Pudgy and Rashad. Well, what do you think, Ryan? Well, I think um, men do, and, and what I do. And with, um, like I said, I love the Loving Father Society. Um, I love being a black father. I go into barbershops. We have these, and these, these discussions that we have all the time. So pretty much anybody I talk to, they have a situation. Any man, most men that I speak with have a situation where they mm-hmm. uh, feel like, well, and, and they can talk uh, talk about it amongst Thank us you. sometimes. But when you're when they're talking about it to somebody, somebody they feel like that, can look at Understand. them differently, look at them differently and feel like, you know, okay, what they're saying is, and a lot of times guys may give you an excuse, but when they feel like they have to, they're explaining to somebody their situation and why they're not doing something, and they don't, they don't want to try to make it better. They'd rather not talk about it or not do it all. So men have to learn how to stand up and say, well, okay, this is what I'm going through. And and that's the nature of a man sometimes. They don't, you know, they don't express their feelings as they should, um, and this where we that's where we are with that. We need to have men to, to step up and say, this is what I'm going Shut through. Can you help me out? Can, can you do this for me? Can you help me out? I'm going through this. And, and I've, I've run into, I've, you know, doing our events, promoting our events, going to the barbershops, going and just the local stores, just speaking in general to people. And I've gotten caught up in so many 30-minute conversations, hour conversations, just based off, man, this is what I'm going through. I'm a single father. I'm, do- I'm doing this. Or my son's mother or my daughter's mother or my kid's mother won't let me do this, and they're charging me this. And, you know, you you got to hear them out. And guys want to be heard, want to be heard, but a lot of times they don't know they don't know what to say or who to, to let hear them. You know, they, they can express it to me because, you know, I can, a lot of times I come across as somebody who can relate to everything they're saying pretty much. But to somebody they feel like they can't relate to them, it's hard for them to express how they feel about the situation. So we have to be men, men enough to stand up and say, well, this is what we're, I'm going through. I need it to be fixed. We need to come together as a whole and make this change. And that's, what, that's why we promote, we promote doing that. We promote men to make other men accountable. And to make other men accountable, you have to do what you need to do in order to take care of that. And we want men to say, well, I'm going through this. Can you help me out? And I'm willing to give you all the information, like we just talked to the guy earlier, give you all the information, give you all the tools to do it. Now, we need you to stand beside me because I know both of us in the same situation and stand beside me and let's go do this. Get your get your other friend who's going through the same, tell him what he needs to do also. Once I relate the information to you, you relate to somebody else. And, and, and it should trickle down just like that. Keep making another man accountable and be able to stand up to do what we need to do in order to take care of our kids and don't let anyone else take that from you. And in, if in the case that you need someone to 
to change that, we have to be able to go towards and do what we need to do in the change. Because if it was anything personal to you, you would want to change. And that's where we are with men being able to stand up and stand together and do and, and talk to these legislators and talk to these congressmen, whatever. Else. So how do you feel about that, Ella, as far as, you know, men not really wanting to express how they feel to a certain uh, group of people or even to, you know, who, whoever needs to hear them? You know, that's a very good question. I finally, this is what I've learned, is that for some reason men have an issue with being vulnerable or because they believe they're going to be susceptible to backlash or individuals calling them less than what a man truly is. And it's unfortunate that society has truly has bred this or put this in our brains that, you know what, if we don't talk about it, we're not men. And then what happens, we wind up having all these multiple cases of individuals doing a lot of destructive activities that lead to even more heinous and criminal acts. I know, for example, that this one particular gentleman that I know just refused to look for ways to deal with his particular situation. And what ended up happening is that he and the mother got in a fight. It's supposed to start off as a conversation. Um, the, the conversation turned awry. The next you know, he's now in prison for domestic violence because he lost control. And that came from a resort of all that pent-up, I don't know what to do, type of energy, and therefore here he is. Now two lives are lost, um, his, and unfortunately his child no longer has a father in his life. So in my opinion, it's like, gentlemen, we actually have the courage. We have to gain the courage enough to be vulnerable or be ready yet to express ourselves in a non-hostile fashion. And we have to teach these young men that are coming up behind us but that a true man can definitely handle himself well but also be sensitive to a situation that he can express himself and Say you know what I do not know about this particular situation. I do need I do need help, and it's unfortunate that a lot of us in our society so we have the quote unquote crab in the bucket mentality, or you know what you're not quote unquote hard. I would use that as a colloquial expression. If you say you know what you just don't know how to do something, it's just it's just it's just very unfortunate to me, Rashad. I agree. I definitely agree, and we have to. Again, be be able to speak to other people, be able to uh, express what we need to do, uh, how we feel, and um, what we want to be have changed. And even with speaking to your, your children's or your child's mother, you have to be able to express to her what you're feeling, what's going on with you. If you run into a situation, I'm, I don't have it. I, I just lost my. I mean, a lot of times you don't want to tell your son's mother, "Oh, I lost my job," and you know, I won't be able to make a payment, and that's something that you know, if you're paying child support, I don't, you don't want to tell her that. But no, sir, she she want she should be understanding you, and a lot of times you should have that understanding. Well, okay, this is what's going on, and you know, a lot that, of times is that the real not, key, is, is that is that what we're looking for? Um, personal responsibility outside of a government or entity trying to. Uh, Tell us what we need to do by a certain rule or protocol. I think so. Sometimes, I mean, I think that we have they they. I think the system is kind of geared towards, like you said, taking the man out of the home or breaking those relationships because then they have the upper hand on you know recreating or doing what doing what they feel as. The right thing in their in their in their minds, as far as taking that taking the man out of the home and not having him say so. We, because if you don't have a man 
having to say so in his child's life, and then what kind of kids are we raising? You know, if the, right. if the father's not there, what what kind of kids are we raising without a man? And a lot of times we we saw seen so much go on in the past couple of years that you know a man is not even sometimes in the equation. Man, I, you listen to the KRP radio show, Rashad Woods, Ella Thomas, Sneak, Pudgy. Um, I, man, a lot of people don't know, uh, and Rashad, you know, we, we've talked many times on this, and Ella knows what my, my goal is, you know what my heart is, and, and I think a lot of people do. It's, it's godly or nothing, but a lot of things that I talk about is 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 motivated by me knowing that there are people and entities and organizations that really want to control our homes, and they want to control us. And you know, I'm going to say it, so hold your breath. But this socialist type of mentality, and and y'all know I'm going to say something political soon, but I'm sorry, it is it all tied together. It's no different than some of the other things we're seeing, folks. We look at the child support system, whether we benefit or not, and we know that it doesn't work. Because if you really truly love someone and you really truly love your children and you want the best for your child, you don't want to see their mother or father locked in jail because they missed a few payments that you probably even understood or that you probably can understand if explained. So it's no different than some of the other things that I talk about, you know, in terms of health care and these other things. I think personally that this is an individual thing that it maybe needs to be put more on the parents themselves. Now, I do get it. I know that needs to be a placeholder. It does need to be a placeholder. But the system that we that we deal with today isn't uh, adequate. It's outdated. It's old. It's hurting the child more than it's helping the child. I mean, you know, like I said before, that vicious cycle that you go through of, you know, having to pay, not paying, go to jail, get more behind, get out of jail with the record now, and looking for employment because you're not going to get out of jail with a job in large part. So you get out of jail looking for employment, maybe or maybe not find employment, but you still got to go back to court for non-support or not being able to pay when you were in jail, when they put you there because you missed a few payments or, or didn't make any payments or whatever that situation is like. That circle is not better. That circle equals all of that stuff I just said equals a very traumatic child. You know, a, a child who probably is on the system now, even more. A child who didn't have a, both their parents when they needed them. You know, a child that probably didn't see their parent that often because they were in jail for. And, and, and here's the thing now, for a lot of the people that I've seen when sitting in the child support court, because I've sat there just to listen and take notes. There are a lot of, I'll say 90% of the people that come through the child support system do not pay more than $200 a month. I guarantee you that. And I don't know what the stats are, but I guarantee you at least in in, in North Carolina, over, over half, let's be fair, over half the people that pay child support 
probably that are in jail, that are in jail now, or have went to jail for lack of payment, pay less than two, three hundred dollars a month. And that's just sad to me. It's sad that we gotta go through that. I I think uh, we got an unknown caller here too. Go ahead, Rashad, I'll let you rock that, bro. I was gonna say, a lot of times we the parents or that I'm just gonna say the the women they base it off the lifestyle they want to live as far as what they think is, you know, what they are willing to take. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen instances, and I'm not bashing women, but I've seen instances where the woman, she says, well, I'm getting paid this and because I want my child to dress in this or to, to be this type of child or to have this type of, you know, the stature of, my, of a child. I want to put him right. in this. I want to do this. But at the end of the day, isn't that still the decision of you and the father of the child to to what they do or, you know, what, you know what they wear, or not not even what they wear, but I mean how how they dress and the type of things that they they get. That should still be something that's talked about between the parents and the parents. Sometimes it's just like, well, I want this amount because I want my child in polo, I want my child in the the, the latest Jordans or whatever else, and and it's not really based off of what the child needs. It's based off what lifestyle that parent wants that child to to you know portray. And I think that's sad sometimes too in certain instances. And and we we seem to forget that at the end of the day, it's about the child. It's, it's definitely not about you know the child's sport. It's about the child. And people take that and they they they, don't, they choose not to see the child in the equation. You can hear yeah, I've seen it so many times where the parents are arguing, but at the end of the day, no one's talking about the child. They're talking about the money. No one. <laughs> And it happens all the time. Yeah. I don't know if you've been in the child support court. You, you see this. But we're, we're arguing about money, but you're not arguing about that child. You're not arguing about what what that child is, you know, whether the child sees the parent or not. That doesn't matter. And I've seen it so many times. They don't, uh, parent can care less whether the parent, whether that uh, father sees that child. You better have my money. Not not only the parent, neither does the sister, Rashad. Like, I, I've listened and, and here's something I was listening for because, this, you know, my problem is the emotional side of it all. That That's like my specialty. That, those are the things that I'm focusing on is the emotional side of it. And I have not seen one instance where a social worker said, how often do you see the child? Have you seen the child? Does the child live with you? Do you visit regularly? Unless they're discussing uh, it's not that's in child support court. I hadn't seen it. Okay, in mediation, it has happened. It, it happens regularly, but in child support court, doesn't not going to happen. They don't care. They're there for one reason: that cash. Got an unknown caller here that we want to get on the air, and uh, we got about ten more people who are lit up, and we'll try to get you guys on the line. We got ten minutes to go. I can't promise you. Um, unknown caller, if you want to say something, you you lit up in the queue. So uh, we're going to bring you up right now. You're on the air with Pudgy, Rashad, and Ella Collins. What's up? Okay. Sound like some uh, bathroom issues right there going on with the unknown caller. I had some of that uh, food off the street that I ate today. Did I? <laughs> Ella, you wrote a book speaking all about courage. Man, and a lot about love and a lot about inspiration. Why can't we tie these things into uh, what's missing in the whole child support cycle? 
do, do these things matter to folks, to parents? Well, it's something that shouldn't matter, Pudge. I can't say, I can't speak for an entire population is that it's something that should be on the forefront of everybody's mind. I think what's happening as men and women both, as emotional creatures, sometimes we allow our emotions to drive us in ways that we probably shouldn't. Like, for example, um, this whole child support situation, a lot of times between mother and father, this particular situation can be eradicated if individuals will be just rational and to be logical when they approach this without the emotion, emotional side to it. And it's the thing is, which is unfortunate, I will be thinking about what you've done and vice versa, and then all of a sudden it's a war of dollars instead of about, you know, what's the best interest of the child. Um, I think each and every individual is lacking the courage that is necessary, in my opinion, to move forward in these particular areas. Like, for example, some men are lacking the courage to be better fathers and not look at that child as someone that's attached to that former relationship or that former um, mate and vice versa from a woman to a man standpoint. Um, yeah. In the book, Moving Forward Courageously, I speak a lot about how to overcome particular situations and these tragedies that take place that hinder individuals, especially men, from living a lifestyle that they should live. And part of that is being accountable and responsible. I think one of the biggest attributes that a man can truly have and for and most women would consider most attractive is his level of accountability as well as responsibility. Because as men, we are truly the heads and not necessarily tail. But I find it ironic that some people use that <laughs> that that quote and fail to realize that well, there comes responsibility with you stating that you are the head. And first and foremost, that is you being <laughs> a powerful figure for your son or your daughter. I like that. Wow. See, I told you I'm in good company, man. <laughs> let me let me before I, before I comment again. Let me remind folks that about the um, for all you people that are on Facebook, and I just say you people get over it, get over it. Jesus, for all you folks that are on Facebook and and that are on social media. Period. I want you guys to look up uh, an organization that Rashad and myself we had uh, with help from several others. Let me tell you. And we need all the help and support we can get because we do desire to change the direction and the thought of what a black father is or what all fathers are, whether they're in or outside of the household, because we're in the battle over our families. We're in the battle and protecting of our families. And uh, a lot of people can't see the enemy. So, you know, we have to be extra special in our homes. We have to be extra Different, you know, and if you don't understand what different is, I mean, sometimes you got to fake being cool. You don't know the slang that the kids are saying. You better figure it out, get with it, watch some TV shows, do what you got to do, man, to be in your kids' lives because we have to save our children from a lot of the things that are out there that we don't want them exposed to. So uh, we have an organization called I Love Being a Black Father, and I want you guys to check that out, facebook.com. Backslash, I love being a black father. Okay, that's very simple. Um, you know, we're here. We're trying to do our part, and uh, we we do things for free. You know, we we hold clinics, and you know, we have events because there's a lot of people out there that say, "Hey, I don't I don't get a chance to spend time with my daughter, my son, or whatever." A lot of fathers. 
so they don't have money to take their kids out. So we have these events every month. This month it will be twice a month. Uh, on the 14th, we're going to have a triathlon. And uh, you go to the page, you guys can see the flyer, you know, the flyer, excuse me. If you go to my Facebook page, you'll see the flyer. Uh, we're having a triathlon in Burlington, North Carolina. It's going to be at North Park, uh, 849 Shark Road at Burlington NC. Uh, we're going to start at 11 a.m. We're going to go through 3 p.m. We know it's hot. We got water out there. We're going to have food out there. We're going to have a lot of love, a lot of fun, you know, a chance to win some ribbons and medals. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a good time, man, also have some music. So, you know, I encourage you guys to let people know about these events that we're having. And they are free, folks. Come out, participate, get your sweat on, have a good time, bring your children, uh, bring your neighbor's kids. You know, whatever you got to do. Let's get these kids out. Let's show them how they can have some positive love and spread love out here in this community. And, you know, for all you fathers out there to have your kids part-time, you know, this event is for you. You know, bring your kids out, share, spread some love with them, and, and have a good time. So, again, that's uh, I Love Being a Black Father's event. It's free. It's a triathlon, Burlington, North Carolina, Saturday, July 14th, uh, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at North Park. Softball field That's 849 Sharp Road in Burlington uh, If you got any comments Or you need any information uh, Hit us up I love being a black father At gmail.com You can find us on Facebook or Twitter You know Rashad or myself Or maybe someone else some, A helper or staffer Somebody will respond to you guys And uh, you know This is what it's all about This is what I call Giving back to the community This is how you help folks Through their trying times When you don't have anything else to offer People will accept your love. So this is what we are out here to do, and, uh, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, you guys got any shout-outs? we got about three minutes. Go ahead, Rashad. I'll first give an honor to God, man, and just want to uh, just thank both my wife for being a stand-up woman and, you know, being there beside me and allowing me to be the head and, Mm-hmm. You know, thank my kids. Thanks for having a you know a wonderful family. Thank both you, Pudgy, and you, Ella, as far as uh, being stand up men as well. But I just want to thank uh, just our circle as well. I just want to thank our entire circle, like I said, and just thank thank y'all for always uh, being there, speaking on what what's appropriately uh, needs to be spoken on, and continue to push for it for all you know for everyone. Yes, uh, first and foremost, you know, I always give a shout out to God, who's the head of my life. Also to all your prominent men and women who are just moving forward crazy through these adverse economic times, who are being accountable and responsible, and who are living a purpose and vision. I think that's really the issue that's going on within society. One question was posed to me some time ago is, what is this society lacking? And I believe that is vision and purpose. And also, I give a shout-out to my business partner and partner, Kevin John Seagroves, and all my other good friends and family who support Moving Forward Courageously, Seven Seekers to Restoring Love, Money, and Happiness in Your Life. We're doing great things. We're touching people's lives. I am working on a campaign right now with, called Help Us to Help a Million, and Pudgy and Rashad, i get with you guys on that a little bit later, but it's going to be big. My goal is to help a million people within 18 months, so I definitely believe it's going to happen. I believe in you, brother. 
I believe in that. I believe in you, and you, you have my support. I love that. And we start talking about things like that. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Boy, you don't know how good that just blessed me. I love that. You just, you just, you just, man, you just renewed my spirit, man, because this topic is serious. And it bothers me a little bit because we can't, I won't say we can't. I don't believe in we can't. We haven't yet been given the, the opportunity to fix this problem. So we're addressing it now. So shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to my wife who we're on vacation. She's cooking on vacation. We coupon. You know, we just had my parents last weekend, and we're down here. Shout out to my brother who helps me with KRP Radio on the YouTube and all this stuff. So and shout out to the whole staff, man, and the whole circle, our wives, our significant others, my brother Kevin Daniels, Tim Johnson, Sonny Johnson. Um, vote for Kelly Smoke. Shout out to Dan Forrest, baby. Lieutenant Governor, I love that dude, man. Let me tell you guys, Dan Forrest, remember that name because he's going to do some great things here in North Carolina. He already has, and he's not even the Lieutenant Governor yet. So shout out to all you guys. I appreciate you guys listening to the show. You guys make us number one Southeast United States with over 4 million listeners. We do a B.I.G., and it's all because of you guys, and I really thank you guys for all your support that we continue to get from all the listeners out there, man. You guys are great, and uh, I I couldn't do this without you guys. Remember, next week we're coming back. We got a, a little bit of a different show, different speed. Uh, I, I know I know I'm one minute over. Bear with me, but uh, the show is a little bit different speed next week. We're gonna tell you guys about how to prepare yourselves for this summer. I know we're already in the summer. I get it. I know, but I'm gonna have some. Some people from the auto industry on, and they're going to tell you guys about how to help summarize your vehicles so uh, they'll be more effective in these summer months and keep you guys protected while you're traveling on vacation and on the road and also how to take care of your kids' vehicles too. Um, so, ladies, make sure you're listening, man. Ladies out there, make sure you're listening. We want to make sure you guys are okay. Thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show. We are out of here. One love. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real Only gon' recognize, still, still reckon I will Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get to shine Now throw your hands up in the sky I go for mine, I get to shine With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.